Thought it'd be nice to have Zach Willis wrap up the season with his thoughts on what he saw last night, Michigan, Washington. They just could have played in the Rose Bowl and settled this thing in one you know, quick game on New Year's Day, like in the old days. Coach, welcome in. One final time. It's great to have you with us. We just had Bobby Bentley on with us a few minutes ago. I heard he's coming back to high school. Hot, uh, Battleground uh, Academy in Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. What's yeah. he doing up there? <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you they'll win. I'll say that. I would never bet against Bobby. He I, said Luke Bryan's on it. Luke Bryan's son is on his team. Well, that's probably how he's getting paid, I'd say. Uh, they're, they're, they're lucky to have him though. that guy's a heck of a coach he sent me a lot of great football players and he was at Burns and uh, did a heck of a job grooming his own kids and they were all great college quarterbacks and probably wish we'd have held on to one of them a little bit longer at Carolina I'd say Yeah, great uh, family right there you never, now let me just think I don't in my head I don't have the years when he was the head coach at PC you were at Newberry, y'all didn't cross paths there they wouldn't let us play anymore. We beat them too yep. much. That was after they <laughs> had ceased the, the the game, huh? They they had yeah, moved they, on they, to FCS. It wasn't Bobby's. It was it was not Bobby's call or mine. Um, they were trying to uh, move up to uh, Division One, and actually, he and I are good friends, and we talked quite a bit. We both, you know, Bobby played quarterback at PC, and um, uh, you know, I talked to him, Art Baker, John McKissick, all David Bennett, all PC alums. But there's just nothing we could really do. It, it was above our pay grade uh, that that rivalry came to end. It was one of the oldest small college rivalries in the country. Yeah. And I did not beat them too much. We were lucky to beat them once, to be honest. Uh, they were always really well coached by Tommy Spangler. When Tommy left, Bobby took over. And from what I remember, did a really good job over there. Yep. He was there for two years before he uh, went to Clemson, I think, from there. I think that's when he joined Tommy Bowden's staff at Clemson after two years at PC. All right, what did you think of last night, uh, Michigan, the way they handled their business, their game plan, the way they executed it? What did you take away from that? I, you know, I felt like early on Michigan really came out in formation. Washington uh, came out with a formation Washington couldn't seem to get lined up to, ran the ball all over them, and uh, looked like they were going to run away with it. And then they just kind of got away from that formation and tried a few other things and Washington, you know, being the team they were, got their way back into it, and it was like a different football game. And really, at the end, from there on out, it was really all about Michael Penix, and you know, the, the receivers were open. He had kids more wide open with less pressure on him than he did against Texas, but it just wasn't his night. Feel he missed a few throws that were wide open that were probably sure touchdowns. And then at the end of the game, had a costly interception that led to a touchdown by Michigan. They capitalized on it, as a championship team will do. And uh, Michigan is a more complete team, I believe. But I'll, I do believe we could have had, if Penix could have been able to connect on those throws, and he's got some fantastic receivers there. Um, I don't think Michigan's DBs had an answer for that, uh, if, if he was accurate, mm-hmm. looking at what I saw. But he wasn't, and Michigan won the game, and they deserved it. They executed in the big game uh, better than the opponent did, and, and they're the better team for that because that was a big moment, and they survived it. Yeah, what would you think of the holding call on that right tackle who had a tough go of it there in the second half? 
Really uh, that phantom. holding call on that completed pass that would have put Washington deep in Michigan territory with a chance to score and maybe turn things around. Well, I I, I didn't like it. It wasn't a hold. And, you know, I was sitting downstairs, and they were talking about how it was an obvious hold. And if it had been an obvious hold, you could look at the shoulders of the, of the defensive end. They never turned. But if that guy's got you basically by a front horse collar, because that's where he would have held him at, he would have twisted him. They talk about turning a wide receivers with that backside arm when the DB's covering a wide receiver. That's how you know it's past interference as they turn them. That kid would have turned, and the kid just fell on his face. He didn't turn at all. So the kid, had never, if he had ever had a hold of him, once he escaped, uh, you know, being within the framework of the body, he disengaged. That shouldn't have been a holding call. And, uh, it's, a, it's a tough call, very tough call that I didn't agree with. Um but again, you know that, and that was the one pass they completed. Yeah. <laughs> so it just it was not their night. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm Michigan fans, I'm nervous because, uh, you know, I think Harbaugh, and we'll know if there's guilt there because he'll take an NFL job, and if he does, the NCAA is gonna really bear down on them because mm-hmm. that's gonna be proof to them, just like they did with Pete Carroll at Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Reggie Bush has got his Heisman back yet, has he? So, mm. um, you know, uh, he was a kid. And uh, all those kids got robbed of a lot of things at Southern Cal and a lot of us in the business knew stuff was going on, not to the magnitude the NCAA uncovered. Um, I don't know if Michigan, I, they really can't take the North Carolina route and lawyer up and try to just hold out for a decade and make the NCAA give up. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I think this is, is going to be, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, so you, you have me on here to tell the truth. And yep. $19 million in lawyer's fees can't buy back your reputation with me. Um, you know, you, you can you hide behind that if you want to, but it's still shameful. And I, I think any time uh, you use, uh, you know, I had a guy tell me the other day with J.J. McCarthy said, there's no sign stealing. I said, you don't understand. They're playing a trick on you. The sign stealing's for the defense. You know, they, they, that's where the signs are stolen. They're not stolen by the offense for the defense. It's the other way around. Yeah. And even the New England Patriots made a living out of that. They had NDAs, non-disclosures, and the complete library. And they never had to give the Super Bowl trophies back, which I've got a problem with that, too. Um, uh, and, and it, you know, we whitewash over things after a while, and time heals all wounds. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Michigan. I thought they had a great team, but um, when you know what's coming at you for three straight years and you've got the entire Big Ten set against you, which is very rare, to be honest, with the coaches having a conference with the commissioner and him coming out and suspending the coach for the rest of that season. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, but congratulations to him for now. Yeah, for now. That's what everybody's going to wonder about. Let me ask you real quick. From a coaching standpoint, we talked about this earlier. It's like with the Astros winning the World Series and – they were found to be cheating. They didn't strip them of anything. They still have the World Series trophy, but we talked about the advantage of a hitter knowing what's coming in terms of a pitch. What about, you talked about it on a defensive side, the advantage that a defense would have having some idea of what play is coming. You still have to go and fight off the block and make a play on the quarterback or the running back or the receiver. Uh, is it the same thing, like a hitter knowing what pitch is coming? Oh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you, but here's the thing, you know, if you know where the ball's going, it's not just one guy that's going to get the tackling now, but you're going to defeat blocks all over the field. And offensive lines, you know, 
you know where they're going before they get there. If it's a pass, you figure out what the quarterback's primary read is. These things, maybe game one that you steal the signs from, say, say they stole them from um, Ohio State. And the first year, they still lose to Ohio State, but they get real close. Uh-huh. I think that's kind of what happened. But by that next year, they had them all dialed in because they began to build a library of all the next season with that guy going to games. And he probably had more than one person. They just hadn't found out who they are working to help them out. That's usually how that stuff works. But once you get a base, you would get one game to base those signals off of, you can begin to piece together what the other team's doing. Because most teams have a, a signal and logic to what they're doing. Like, you know, they may go down the right side of their body with a number in the system, two, four, six, eight, your knees two, your hips four, your chest is six, and your head's eight. And then the other side is, is odd. So you got a numbering system you can do. There's all sorts of things. And if you're using pictures, you can really start to match those up and see what the combinations are and figure them out. And it doesn't take long when you spend a long time. And if you've got one guy dedicated to doing nothing but stealing signs from teams and gathering uh, libraries on them, so we haven't heard about what the NCAA, what all they have found, um, what the Big Ten found. But it's obvious D.J. Stroud made a comment before a game. You know, we were aware that they've been doing this all along. And then, you know, kind of clammed up, so I need to focus. Which, honestly, he didn't clam up. He wanted to focus on his NFL game, and, of course, led the Texans to the playoffs this year. Um, but, I mean, you can watch. You can probably go back and watch games now and say, well, how did they make that play in that town? I've had a couple of games where people stole our signs, and we what we started doing was running plays in from the sideline, and the game got out of hand real fast in our favor. Uh-huh. Um, happened once to me in my career, and I realized it on a certain play. Our offensive coordinator was worried about it. And I'm not going to name any names because they didn't even win the game. It was over by halftime. But the, the the big thing is is that you know at that level, any level, you know our society's changed, Bill. You know, what about the Chicago White Sox in the 1920s? We were just talking about them. Game. Yeah, yeah. Except I mean, they, you know, as I it mean, was pointed out to me, because I had it reversed, they didn't win. The World Series, they, they just it. threw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then she was Joe Jackson. A lot of people he couldn't read. He hit three fifty or three sixty. Um, a lot of people don't think he threw it, but you know the bottom line is he was guilty by association when that was still a thing. Uh-huh. And never played again. And of course, he's a South Carolina boy. I always was kind of fascinated. I've heard a lot of stories about him. And uh, you know, the great writer Grantland Rice was uh, in Scrimble, South Carolina on business and went in, a, went in a liquor store and Joe Jackson was running that liquor store and uh, Grantland recognized him and said, Joe, you weren't going to speak. And Joe, she was Joe said, well, I didn't think you'd want to speak to me anymore, Mr. Rice. Whoa. He just kind of, you know, ruined his, ruined his basically, I won't say ruined his life. I hope it didn't, but it was definitely a setback. And nowadays guys are in Michigan is going to reward this guy with a contract if he stays, which again, if he stays, I think it looks better. But you can't never tell me that cat didn't know what's going on. And um, I think people need to stand up for the truth and stand up for what's right. I mean, my gosh, if we can't even play our sports fairly, what what we got left to, to enjoy. I agree. Coach, we thank you so much. Enjoy the off season. Look forward to having you with us next August. August the 24th is the start of the 2024 season. Put that I down on your wait. calendar. I will definitely put it down on my calendar. 
It's next to my kid's birthday and my anniversary, in case my wife's listening. That's one of my favorite days of the year. <laughs> you got so, that right. All right, sir, thank you. Great hearing All from right, you. Thanks, Coach. We'll be in touch. All right, Zach Willis, that would be uh, fourth and last for Jack uh, this football season. 